Do you do you know the back the background on that thing? No, I don't. Uh, so you you want me to tell you after the show or right now? Well, well, my understanding is that it's when you lose your virginity, right? That, okay, yes, yep, it is. That's yep. my understanding, okay. right? So, I, right. so I guess I mean so. Literally, when a female loses her virginity, she can bleed. Yeah. Because the hymen is torn, and that's that's where the. So, as a yeah. female, when I hear someone says "pop your cherry," I'm like, "Oh, gross." Yeah. So, there we go. So gross. A little bit of sex education here on the WP Elevation podcast. We hey, just had that no. conversation. There we go. There All we right. go. Awesome. So here we are. I'm going to pop Sarah's uh, podcast cherry uh, right now on episode 98 of the WP Elevation podcast. And Sarah is – this is going to get interesting. And Sarah is giving away um, – this is probably the most interesting introduction we've had to a podcast. Uh, and it's taken us 98 episodes to get there. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and welcome to episode 98. 98 of the WP Elevation podcast. That's right, we talk about losing your virginity, broken hymens, popping cherries. It's all happening here this week with my feature guest, Sarah Pressler. We talk about working in big teams and working in small teams. We talk about WordPress consulting, WordPress products. Uh, it's, a, it's a fabulous episode. And Sarah is giving away a premium license of desktop server from ServerPress, uh, which of course allows you to develop WordPress websites locally on your machine, just as if they were on the interwebs. We are rolling out a brand new WP Elevation Blueprint course. We are right bang smack in the middle of enrollments right now. So if you want to up your game as a WordPress consultant, get on over to WPElevation.com and enrol in the brand new WP Elevation Blueprint course. Enrollments close on the 9th of September. So um, uh, get in while you can. Uh, I hope you can stay with us. I had a lot of fun on this episode. I hope you do too. Stay with us. Let's elevate. This is the WP Elevation Podcast. Helping WordPress consultants elevate. This episode of the WP Elevation podcast is brought to you by the all-new, the brand-new, the relaunched WP Elevation Blueprint course. That's right, we have completely rebuilt and repackaged up everything we have been teaching at WP Elevation over the last two years into a brand-new course that we are rolling out. And if you're listening to this podcast, uh, we're launching in a few days. In fact, the 2nd of September, we open the doors for seven days. We are accepting enrolments for seven days into the WP Elevation Blueprint course, which is a uh, course that teaches you how to run a WordPress consulting business from soup to nuts, or from start to finish, as they say. Uh, we don't teach code or design, we teach business. How do you run a business as a WordPress freelancer or a WordPress consultant? That's what we're teaching, and uh, as I mentioned, we're opening enrolments on the 2nd of September. Uh, we've given away our $10,000 template uh, for writing $10,000 proposals. We've deconstructed a real live example of that. Uh, we even gave away a MacBook Air and 400 bucks worth of Studio Press Genesis themes this week. It's been a big week. So if you want to get involved and get your hands on the templates and the blueprint that we're giving away at the moment, go to WPElevation.com and sign up for the goodies. And I look forward to seeing you inside the new WP Elevation course when we open enrolments on the 2nd of September. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and I'm very pleased to have with me on the line, all the way from Texas, Sarah Pressler. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing? Good, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Welcome to the show. And so you were just telling me pre-show, this is your first ever podcast. It is. This is the first time I've ever agreed to sit down and, you know record something that could come back to bite me later. That's how I like it. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am honored and chuffed uh, to to be the one to uh, to pop your podcast cherry, if I can say that without it being too weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. The reason, I, the reason I use that term is because I was at a marketing conference on the weekend and I met this guy who started a business called Cherry, C-H-E-R-R-I-I. Um, his story is he was king hit in um, – 
out recent, or you know, uh, last year sometime. He spent three. Like, King hit means someone hit him from behind, knocked him out cold. He was left for dead. He was rushed off to hospital. Um, it, you know, he spent three months learning to walk and talk again and getting his memory back. Oh, wow. And at the age of 26, he's now started this business called Cherry because, uh, which is his mission is to help people pop their cherry, whatever their cherry is, like. You know, you know, like he, so. His whole mission is: what's your list? Well, I mean, life is so precious. What is the list of things that you want to achieve? And let's help you pop your cherry. Whether it's skydiving, or whether it's learning French, or playing guitar, or being on a podcast, whatever it is, let's uh, help us all uh, pop our our individual cherry. So that's not too much of a crass term to use, is it? Do you do you know the back the background on that thing? No, I don't. Uh, so you. You want me to tell you after the show or right now? Well, well, my understanding is that it's when you lose your virginity, right? That, okay, yes, yep, it is. That's yep. my understanding, okay. right? So, I, right. so I guess I mean, so, <laughs> so you, you're a podcast virgin, right? This is your first podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> this, oh. this this could get awkward. <laughs> I'm gonna just just say that that's awesome for him. <laughs> guy with his new business. <laughs> you, can you imagine? I can't. Is he American? No, he's he's Australian, and he is. The, yeah, I can't imagine. If an American company could never, ever, ever brand like that, ever, wow, wow. ever. And maybe he, maybe he's just naive about it because he's so he's such the sweetest guy you've ever met, yeah. and he's so polite and so I sweet. Mean, and like literally, when a female loses her virginity, she can bleed. Yeah. Because the hymen is torn and that's that's where the So as a yeah. female when I someone says pop your cherry, I'm like, oh gross. Yeah. So, there we go. So gross. A little bit of sex education here <laughs> on the WP Elevation podcast. We hey, just had that no. conversation. There we go. There All we right. go. Awesome. So here we are. I'm going to pop Sarah's uh, podcast cherry uh, right now on episode 98 of the WP Elevation <laughs> podcast. And Sarah is – this is going to get interesting. And Sarah is giving away um, – this is probably the most interesting introduction we've had to a podcast. Uh, and it's taken us 98 episodes to get there. Um, <laughs> Sarah is giving away a, a yearly premium license for desktop server uh, premium, uh, which is which we're going to talk about more in a moment, but it is basically a way to spin up a server on your desktop and uh, develop WordPress sites. It's valued at $100 for the year, and Sarah is donating a copy of that. So stick around for details because there's a very interesting question that you need to answer to enter that competition a little bit later on, and I promise it's got nothing to do with your virginity. All right, Sarah Pressler, before we get even more awkward, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, okay, I was actually only told a handful of people this, but I figured why not? Okay, so I always wanted to be, and I still want to be, an orchestra conductor. Wow, that's yeah. cool. I used to, as a, as a kid, sit in my room with my headphones on and my classical music and pretend to conduct the whole orchestra, <laughs> and that is my my nerd life secret but oh, yeah wow. i've always i just i love it i would if i could go back and do it over again i'd probably sink into that it's fascinating to me what but, is what is it about conducting an orchestra as opposed to playing in the orchestra uh just you get to innately experience the emotional side of what is being produced by the talent in front of you and the and you're guiding each movement and motion through the music you're you're the leader it's your responsibility to take them through these incredibly complicated songs movements ballets whatever and it, you're really all you have to do is keep time and make sure you're directing the right sections and it's just it's fascinating to me for to be able to synthesize all of that information into a hand movement and tie it all off at the end it's fascinating it's I love it. Uh, are you a musician? I I think I am. I've never played an instrument. <laughs> I, I sang in high school and I, I teach ballet. And I think I teach ballet because I love the musicality mm. of it. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have those opportunities growing up. I, you know, I didn't even know that one could study being an orchestra conductor until I was older. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I loved it. I mean, I sang in choir and I loved my teacher directing me is just a, anyway it's sort of my my little secret that's what i want to be when and, i grow up and is there something <laughs> when you grow up because you haven't quite grown up yet uh is there something about the leadership role of the conductor that appeals to you i it's you know he, i know singing 
when we sang in high school, we had, it was very classically trained uh, vocalist. And um, the expectation was set very high. The standard was high. The challenge was extremely difficult. Um, and Mr. Finney was in a wheelchair. Um, he had overcome polio. He had overcome a life of adversity to sit in front of us and lead us through some of the most complicated music. He never said, this music is, you know, way above your ability. He said, this is hard, and we're gonna, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know to get it done, to nail it. And and we did. Our choir did. We, we won almost every competition we entered. And just that steady assuredness that it the task that laid before you was achievable and he was going to take you through it um it, it i love it i i mean i have a heart for leadership um it's amazing to see what people can do when you give them the right support and the right the right motivation and the right tools and i think the orchestra conductor is like that my daughter now takes cello and they are drawing out of her this amazing talent and this gift and it's her response to her orchestra teachers um, is fascinating to watch her development. It's sort of the same thing in ballet. You're teaching these kids to dance, and I can't do it. That's too complicated. Yes, you can. I've given you the steps. I've taught you this. You must trust me, and you must trust your your body's ability to perform this. And you know the girls do. They 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 what's the word? They deliver. They deliver in the performances, and uh, I like that. I like drawing stuff out of people when when they feel like they can't achieve because we can all achieve we can all achieve almost anything we set our minds to it's really just overcoming that mindset of uh insecurity and you know afraid of disappointing people afraid of being uh, bullied and there's a lot of fear that people allow themselves to experience which holds them back and i've always had a whatever just do it mm. attitude you know mm. so nice so at what point did you discover the internet and think that, okay, this is somewhere where I'm going to be spending a lot of time? Um, in 1993, I had a friend bring me a note that her boyfriend had sent her, and he said he had emailed somebody something, and we both looked at each other and said, why would he express mail that? That's dumb. Why would he spend the money on express mail? And I had to go home and ask my dad, Dad, why would somebody do that? And my dad started laughing. And he said, oh, he means the email on the Internet. Let me show you. And I was fascinated. I set my grandma up on email. And she and I started, we actually bought her a computer and took her down there and got her all set up. And she and I emailed back and forth for years. Um, and then I, then I discovered, oh, I can actually use this program that's on my computer called Microsoft Front Page to develop a website where everybody can keep up with, you know, my family. Because by then I had kids and things were, you know, we were all sort of, you know, dispersed. And I was very proud of that. And um, and I was a stay-at-home mom with lots of babies. And the Internet was a really great way to, you know, spend time when they were napping and busy. And it's just always been a part. It's actually been a part of my day-to-day -day life since probably since 93 when, when we figured out, oh, Email doesn't cost anything. Cool. And, and was it, when you say you're a stay-at-home mom, was there something about being able to connect with other stay-at-home moms that appealed to you? Because I know that I've spoken to quite a few stay-at-home moms actually who are uh, a big part of online communities because sometimes it can be a bit, feel a bit isolating. Um, I, you know what I used uh, the internet for mostly when I was a stay-at-home mom? Of course, I had my blog. It was basically a blog, and then I had my blogger blog, and then I ended up with a WordPress blog. I used the internet more for organizing a Yahoo group for stay-at-home moms, and mm. we actually turned that into a support group for – it actually got to be pretty big, but mostly just for dispersing information. Hey, there's this free activity. I lived in Austin, which is a big city, and San Antonio, which is a big city. Hey, there's this going on and that going on, and who wants to go to the park and hang out today, and who wants to, you know, take the kids to, um, you know, the zoo this afternoon, and just in that regard, a way of networking and meeting people and getting out of the house. Um, I didn't spend a lot of time at that point, you know, in chat programs or forums and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I think just building, you know, having an out for me, but I didn't join anybody else's. Of course, knowing me, I had to build my own group of people to hang out with. 
but somehow it grew into a pretty big group and it eventually turned into a homeschool support group that runs a co-op. Now I'm not involved with it, but it's, wow. it's still going. Yeah. It's still nice. going. It's crazy. But yeah, I love it. I've loved the internet. Um, it's just been like amazing that you can flip all information is out there mm. and what all you can learn from it. And of course, how much time you can waste on it. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that, I guess that was a big part networking mostly. This conference that I was at on the weekend, um, someone said, if you can design a product that helps people waste time and save time <laughs> at the same time. So, so you know, and they said, um, they said uh, uh, Facebook is, is great for helping mums. So, so this guy, actually it was um, Nick, Nick Bowditch, who used to work at Facebook here in Australia in small business. He was, he was head of small business. Australia, New Zealand for Facebook for three years, and he also spent a year working at Twitter. He's the only person in Australasia who's worked at Facebook and Twitter. And wow. he was saying Facebook, he said, like, mums spend their time waiting. And, like, they're, you know, always waiting for things. And yes. uh, Facebook yes. allows mums to, to waste time while they're waiting, but also save time because they can, you know, get a whole bunch of stuff done and have a whole bunch of conversations and organize a whole bunch of stuff in Facebook chat. So they're kind of saving time and wasting time at the same time. And he said, if you yeah, can design a product that enables that, then, then you're definitely onto something. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, yeah. um, do, do you remember the first time you saw the WordPress dashboard? I don't remember exactly um, the moment, but I remember that I saw, I found, I was on Blogger and um, that's where my mommy blog started. And I, d I found about this thing about, you know, called WordPress. I downloaded it and um, we, my husband at the time set up a, a local site for me to play with. And I remember hating it so much. I didn't touch it again for two years. <laughs> <laughs> what, why, did, why did you hate it so much? You know, honestly, with, with the blogger blogs back then, you could literally go in, this is how I learned HTML and CSS. You could go into your dashboard and blogger and immediately start tweaking your page. You didn't have to have a lot. You were basically your cowboy coding, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I learned a lot about how to make the blog more of a website that had functionalities I wanted. And then when I found the WordPress stuff, I was like, what? I have to download all these files and I have to tweak them and I have to upload them again. I have to have a host. I have to have a server again. And eh, I don't want to mess with it. And, um, I think it was a like a year later when someone said, well, why don't you just use the .com feature or whenever the .com feature came out? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> that's what I'll do. And I moved everything over from blogger at that point. And, uh, and I've been there since. Nice. So, and um, so we, at what point did you start using WordPress to do client work? That was in 2007 or 2008. I've been blogging a long time, and my friend Danielle runs a company called VeryInteresting.com, and she asked me if I would help her write content for some of her clients. She was kind of overloaded, and I was bored, and I said, sure, that sounds fun. And she goes, it's in WordPress, so you'll be fine. Okay, no big deal. And that's when I realized, oh, people make money using this? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I just feel a little like, you know, as a mom, you're pretty – Moms are pretty, what's the word, single focused, right? And I I had my play dates and I had my doctor appointments and my kids' schedules and, and my blog. That was about it. Um, and, yeah, that, that was it. I started writing um, promotional web copy and journaling for one of her clients, and it just sort of took off from there. Nice. Um, so thinking about, <clears throat> thinking about what you do today – what and the various hats that you wear what do you how do you describe what you do in one sentence what's your elevator pitch so to speak um i build i help build custom wordpress websites custom plugins manage migrations and manage marketing for people using wordpress in their business uh, we do that through codebrain media and optimalist mm -hmm. so that's that's my nugget and and so codebrain media is a partnership with you and cindy kendrick is that right that's correct. Yes. Cool. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about your plugin in a moment. And uh, I should, by the way, say, please excuse everyone, excuse my voice this week. I have, I'm kind of recovering from the man flu and I've just realised that I actually quite sound quite nasally. So I just wanted to let everyone know that's why I sound a bit weird. I haven't got a peg on my nose. I'm just recovering from the man flu at the moment. Um, uh, what, what, what do you actually spend most of your time doing day to day? Are you 
on the tools in the code or are you doing business development, client relationships? How do you split your time? Yeah, I would say mostly business relation, you know, business development, uh, client work. Uh, Cindy and I spent have just spent, have we've just wrapped up the planning stage for the Optimalist um, plugin. I spend the other half of my time working with the team over at ServerPress.com, helping with their product development and their social media. So between the two of those, that I stay pretty busy. We have a actually with CodeBrain, we only have a couple of clients. We've been pretty selective in who we've agreed to do work with. And I, I would say about 10% of my time with Optimalist is actually dealing with our clients. Um, the other time it's, you know, helping Cindy build out, um, really was structuring out the Optimalist build and then ServerPress, which is a lot of fun. Both of them are fun projects to be involved with. And uh, what's, the, what's the one thing that keeps you awake at night about your work? Um, overthinking market segmentation. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. Can you overthink? Can, can, is it possible to overthink market segmentation? I think when you're laying in bed and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about if we took that email and broke it out into micro content and rewrote mm. it so that it would appeal to the developers over here in this one little market code, this one little segment who clicked on that block and the you know mm. yes, that's a little bit. It's just like go to sleep. Yeah, do this tomorrow. It's not important. <laughs> But otherwise, no. My, I mean, I'm not. I'm probably. People are like, "You're so busy. You must be stressed out." There, nothing that I do is akin to brain surgery. So there's really nothing that stresses me out and keeps me up at night. I just want to deliver, you know, the most exciting um, marketing proposals for the clients that I work with. And sometimes I get too excited about all the opportunities out there. So. Who are the typical clients that CodeBrain want to work with? Who's like the ideal client to walk in your door? We have a wonderful client that we are working with right now. They're a small business. They have legacy content on a website that it's being moved to WordPress. They, um, they have content on the web that predates most of us. And it's, they listen and they are appreciative of our experience and you know, that's who we really enjoy working with. Um, we've done big, both of us have done huge inter, you know, enterprise level builds. Uh, we really love working with the small teams who need solutions. How do we do this? How do we get this to WordPress? And being able to come up with affordable solutions for those clients is very rewarding for us. Is WordPress the is WordPress like the only tool you use these days, and that's non-negotiable? If someone comes along and says, "Hey, we've got this Magento site, and we need you to do this and this," you're just like, "No, no, no! If it's not WordPress, we don't touch it." No, Cindy's actually Cindy's the you know she's my developer, and she is very skilled at a lot of different platforms. Right now, we're working on. In fact, she's the only person who's ever told me, "I am loving this expression engine to WordPress migration. If we could get some more of these in the door, I would have so much fun." And wow. I said, "Are you are you feeling okay? <laughs> are you crazy?" And she started laughing, and she's like, "No, I really love it. Okay, well, we will, you know, definitely put that out there." So, no, we're not opposed to. Uh, um, you know, we're not WordPress exclusive. That's definitely the specialization we've put on, on our very, very limited marking to date. But no, we she can do a wide variety of platforms. Got it. So, and yeah. um, what do you what do you do when you're not working? How do you how do you keep balanced? I love to go outside with my kids. We live by a lake, so we just go hang out outside. I call it hammock time. Mom oh, picks her no. hammock. The kids oh, go to the pool, great. or we go, you know. I string the hammock uh, up and read a book and they play in the water and we have, we just hang out together. It's uh, awesome. Sounds horrible. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's Australian sense of humor. It sounds fantastic. Um, <laughs> if, if you could, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the plugin and uh, working with smaller teams in a minute. Um, but before we get there, if you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing right now about your WordPress business, what would it be? Um, it would definitely be a, the ability to immediately implement, um, a, a, I don't know how to say it, like the ability to immediately create recurring revenue, which would free us up a little more to spend more time building Optimalist mm. and, you know, to be able to fund the business without having to worry about uh, client work, mm. honestly. So de the more we can decrease our client load and build and have time for the plug-in build, the better. Interesting. 
Did you have you joined the recurring revenue roadmap Facebook group? I have. Oh, I'm so oh, thankful that go. you invited me, <laughs> and um, I'm actually going to invite Cindy to it, and we're going to get started on that workbook that you provided um, next week. We're supposed to sit down and be like, all right, because we both have. We've said before, if we just had like knew exactly what's the process for putting this together and getting it going and mm. you've provided that. So we're going to, mm. that's our next thing. So shameless plug here. Um, I feel okay about doing this because it's a free Facebook group. Go for it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've started a Facebook group called Recurring Revenue Roadmap. We ran a workshop here in Melbourne about two months ago called Recurring Revenue Roadmap where we taught 45 small business owners live in the room about creating recurring revenue. They're all in the group. I've also grabbed the workbook from that workshop and stuck it up in the group. It's free. It's a, it's a closed group, so you do have to apply to join. But, uh, you know, unless you're like a weirdo, I'll, even if you are a weirdo, I'll approve <laughs> you. Um, so if you're genuinely serious about creating recurring revenue, if you, it doesn't matter if you're not a WordPress developer. You can be in any kind of business. We've got all sorts of people in this group. If you want to create recurring revenue in your business, come and join the conversation. The link is revrev.me slash FB. That's R-E-V-R-E-V, as in revenue, revenue, recurring revenue. R-E-V-R-E-V.me slash FB. That's the short link that will take you to the Recurring Revenue Roadmap uh, Facebook group. Just come on in and click uh, apply to join and one of the admins will approve you and you can get the conversation going. Um, cool. Okay, so now let's talk about Optimalist. So um, uh, actually, before we talk about Optimalist, which is your WordPress plugin, we were having a bit of a chat uh, pre-show about your preference to work in smaller teams. You have worked in larger teams before at enterprise level on enterprise projects with enterprise clients and you are now working with ServerPress and you are also working in a smaller team uh, with Cindy and you were saying that you just prefer working with smaller teams. Why is that, do you think? I, I do. I don't um, – I think I am very invested in my projects and in my teams and it's very hard to manage – you know, at one point I had 20 enterprise-level clients and 10 – you know, basically enterprise level developers and designers to manage. And that's basically two full-time jobs. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. And, um, I want to bring the very best I can to the table. And when I work, working in the larger team showed me that there's only so many hours in the day and I couldn't please everybody. And I don't, I just did not enjoy it as much as I had enjoyed working in a small intimate team where, you know, we all sort of pitched in as necessary. And not to say the larger teams don't at all. It's not like one's better than the other. It's just my personal preference was being in a smaller team. Um, I also need a lot of autonomy in my schedule. I need to work. I mean, the benefit of working remotely is to be able to work when it's convenient for me as a mom with four kids. There's a lot on my plate. Um, and so the larger teams take up a lot of time. You really have to be dedicated to a 10 to 15 hour day on some of those larger, larger enterprise level builds, you know, I mean, it's just part of a course when you're building, you know, websites for realtor.com or Microsoft or whatever, but that's, you know, that's understandable. So mm. I did not, I honestly just couldn't, um, I couldn't do it anymore. I did it for six months and decided this is not working for me. And I want to go back. I came from a small team that was very close, very efficient very effective at the same size projects and I went to a large team and then I, I've come back to smaller teams who are also very efficient very effective um, little just ability to really focus and sink in what, what was Without, it, you know what, what, what was one of the biggest learnings or the biggest takeaways from working at, with larger teams on enterprise projects that you've been able to bring back to your current situation now? Um, well, a lot of the you know really great things about working at enterprise level is you really develop your professional ability. When you're working in a small team, it's really easy to be laid back and relaxed and everything's like, oh, we'll get to it. You're working at the enterprise level and it's boom, 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 boom. You have got to get stuff done. You have to manage your time. You have to manage your workflow. I mean, you're, you have to be professional at all times. You don't get the opportunity to sit back and vent with your coworkers about this client or that client. It's not professional. It's not appropriate. And um, back in a small team, you know, there's a little bit more breathing room. Um, you're not quite as overloaded as you are in the large teams. But the, the, I think what I was telling you pre-show is like just 
you realize how valuable you are, you can finally appreciate how much you do know as a freelancer, a small team, you're always sort of comparing yourself to the crowd. Oh, I think so-and-so does it better. You know what? I know what I did at the large groups. I know what I managed and I know what value I brought to the table. You walk away with a a different sense of self-worth, business worth, accomplishment, value. And for me, it definitely helped me sort of be able to know what I did and didn't want to do. I don't want to work with a large team again. That's not to say that's not the right fit for everybody. It's just not the right fit for me. Um, But I don't have to worry about my billable rate anymore. I don't have to feel like I have to justify that to my clients. Look, I worked on, I'm sorry, but you know, I manage realtor.com's blogs. I can manage your blog, but this is my (laughs) rate. You know, I don't don't feel like I have to justify that. So I went from billing at 25 bucks an hour in 2012 in 2015, I'm billing at 125 an hour. I mean, that's a pretty huge leap mm, in a yeah. pretty short amount of time. So it's like 500 percent. So I can't say that the experience of you know working in those large teams was uh, was horrible. I definitely learned a lot, and it's definitely I've definitely been able to leverage that experience to help me push forward to the next step of my career. Um, I, I just, you know, it didn't work for me. It has worked for a lot of my friends. I have a lot of friends that still work in those big agencies and they do great. They love it. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of to each his own, I guess. But yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about Optimalist. So um, I'm going to play dumb here. I don't actually, well, actually, I'm not going to play dumb. I'm a bit ignorant. <laughs> I don't know much about Optimalist, but I'm looking at it. I'm on the homepage. I'm taking a bit of a look here. And from what I understand, it is a to-do list plugin for WordPress. Is that right? That's that's correct. Okay. Yes. So, so obvious question is, why does the world need another to-do list tool? I know, right? There's so many of them. Yeah. We have, we actually have a lot of clients that are using Cindy's plugin that was originally called um, the to-do list plugin. Mm-hmm. And she has, she has been building that plugin for five years now, mm-hmm. developing it over the years. And we have always been like, well, she's obviously, you know, worked with it longer than I've been around it, but people use it for all kinds of things. We've been blown away that there's even a market need for this. Um, so we figured, Hey, we've already got a user base We've already, there's already case, we could build so many case studies based off her current user group. Um, And, you know, why not? Do we need another WordPress plugin to handle a to-do list? I don't know. Do you (laughs) like to use WordPress? I like to use WordPress. Do I get tired of clicking in and out of WordPress to Asana, to Basecamp, to personally? Yeah. Mm. I mean, it'd be great for managing, you know, all kinds of stuff. If you don't want to have to train your client okay, well, here's the WordPress website we're going to build. Now, here's the Basecamp to-do list or the Asana to-do list. Let me teach you how to use those checklists. Now, let me teach you how to use this other program we're going to use for timekeeping. Let's. How about we just put it all in the dashboard mm-hmm. and we can keep our clients in one place. We can stay in one place. And that's what I like about it. Um, Cindy has used it. Obviously, she's built it for years. I mean, she's been building it for a while. So she's very well versed in you know all the different clients that are using it. But yeah, well, I mean, why not? And you know? you're, uh, you, you're, you're, um, one of your unique value propositions here is one of the first plug-in development companies run by women, two mums making a difference, and you're crowdfunding the development of this, yeah? Hey, yeah, we did. We decided to uh, you know, put it out there and see if people wanted to support us. Blown away by the people that have chipped in. We didn't need a lot of money. We only needed 800 bucks to pay for all the business expenses related to, you know, setting up a dev environment and having stable hosting. And so we just kind of threw it out there. Hey, you guys want to chip in? Cindy and I are going to do this thing. And people have have given enough. We were able to get, you know, most of the money that we needed to go. And it's been kind of cool. I mean, seriously humbled by the people who have donated. That's been the funnest thing is to have. Um, some of the bigger names in, in the WordPress plugin development community say, hey, girls, we're going to get your back. And a little pat on the back, you know, goes a long way. Nice. So. It's um, definitely one of the things that I have realized over my eight-year involvement with WordPress is that the community is, mm-hmm. I think, the thing that has given WordPress the market share that it's got. 
Um, mm-hmm. The fact that it's an open source project, the plugin repository, when I first discovered it, was like the clouds had parted. And I, was, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> wow, there really is Same a holy thing. grail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here it is. Um, the community is quite remarkable, uh, obviously, and we're not going to totally we're not going to get into this. But in any community, there is drama. But the thing I love about um, so you know, obviously, it has its drawbacks. But the thing I love it's like a big country town where everyone knows everyone's yes. dirty laundry. Yes. Um, <laughs> but the thing I love about the WordPress community is it is a pretty supportive. It's a very supportive community, and people are generally willing to uh, reach out and and chat. Um, what what's your what's your what's been your experience at going to word camps and and being part of the community? Well, I you know I love word camps. That when I discovered them, it was like you discovering the repository. I was mm. just blown away. I sat. It was word camp Austin in 2013. Was my first ever word camp. I had just met Paul Clark through an odd uh, sort you know sort of weird situation, and um, he sort of opened my eyes to the WordPress uh, community. And then my friend Danielle, whom I'd been working for for a while, but I didn't ever know about WordCamps. I said, hey, there's this thing called a WordCamp. And she's like, oh, yeah, you should go. You'll love it. And um, I went to it. I was just blown away by the intelligence level. I am a very academic snob. I like to be around really smart people doing really awesome things, you know, really uh, pushing themselves forward and giving other people the tools to do the same. And that's what the WordPress community is about. Yes, there's drama. Yes, people get, you know, their feelings hurt and offended and, you know, ticked off or whatever. But at the end of the day, the community seems to pull itself back together and focus on keeping WordPress, you know, moving forward and doing what they need to do, what they can do to give back to the to the community and to the code and that part, you know, it's like a big family mm. and you don't, you don't always like, you know, your mom's older brother, but <laughs> you will say hi to him, you know, and you will be polite in public and yeah, that's right. um, you it's will always- support each other, even if you don't really care for him because WordPress is what it's about. And it's about giving, you know, giving back. And if you, if you fully retract from the community and you fully retract from WordCamps and you fully retract from you know, Twitter, that's where we all hang out all day long, then you lose, You, I think you lose a lot. You mm. know, yeah, you may protect yourself from some drama. Protecting yourself from drama in WordPress is really easy because Twitter has an awesome mute feature. So yeah. you just turn it off yeah. and ignore all of it and move on. I've had to learn to do that because yep. otherwise I'll stick my foot in my mouth and yeah. say things that I shouldn't. Um, I think we all are passionate about WordPress and we all are passionate about the community. We all come to it with so many different uh, worldviews, you know, experiences, you know, really credentials and the ability, you know, like some people have no business saying anything. I don't have any business saying anything about whether or not the people who develop WordPress core code are doing it correctly or not. I can't, I don't even, wouldn't even know how to like give them feedback on that. I don't write code. Mm. So a lot of times you just need to step back you know, and remove yourself from the drama and focus on the good. Focus mm. on what's good in the community. And as every family has a weird uncle, and <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think, you know, as long as you're aware of that, it's uh, you can accept it and move on. Um, yep. Hey, cool, great advice for everyone. And, and you know, I, I would strongly suggest I've been to several word camps here in Australia and uh, in Chicago and Europe, and I've also been to Pressnomics, and I believe that actually getting out of the building and going and hanging out with like-minded mm-hmm. people is absolutely crucial and word camps are a great place to start because they're relative i mean they're very inexpensive you get a ton of value out of it oh, and yeah. you get to hang out with some, with some cool people yeah. um so Crazy. strongly suggest anyone getting along to a word camp in your local area um want to talk quickly about server press for those that don't know what is desktop server you can download desktop desktop server you can even just download the limited edition and literally in less than a few minutes have your very own local development environment set up on your computer totally wordpress optimized you literally click a button only click like three buttons and a local wordpress install is set up and ready to go so there's this whole like wordpress is a five minute easy install which we all know is not actually accurate (laughs) but actually with desktop server Okay, I have like, I'll admit it, I have like 15 desktop server development sites set up where I'm playing with a bunch of different themes and plugins and whatever. Um, 
it's super simple. Like within minutes, I have a site ready to go fully optimized, mm. ready to start messing around with the files. Super easy to get in and out of the files, uh, be able to change things and see immediate results without having to worry about cowboy coding. Mm. You don't have to pay for a staging site on a you know server. It's all on your local system. You, I love it. It's simple. I mean, I'm not a developer and I love desktop servers. So, you know, is it, is cool. it, is there something wrong with cowboy coding, Sarah? What are you, what are you telling me? <laughs> You're saying you shouldn't code live on websites? You should never <laughs> code live on websites. Oh, I wish I'd known that. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry, but you should know this. I'll say it again. Do not cowboy code on your websites. We, we've taken down big websites with one extra, um, what was the code line? One extra colon yeah, took down an entire do huge big website who has millions of hits a day, and I won't say who, wow. who, what client that was, but that was fun, right? To go back and figure that out, and then, and then, you know, as a team, like, oh my god, don't ever do that again. Who did that? Okay, wow. we don't. This is why we don't cowboy code. Yeah. So, um, that lesson learned. Yeah, no, it's great. But desktop server gives you that uh, safe place to mess around with everything. You don't have to be online. That's yeah, a nice. That's thing. great. So work at the park you know if you if you're a mom or a dad and you want to take your kids to the pool and you've got a development project you're working on you've got everything on your laptop just head to the pool you don't need a wi-fi you don't need a hotspot, and that's a huge uh time saver for a lot of people to be able to you know have yeah. some flexibility in their work environment so let's just be clear desktop server and server press are not sponsoring this podcast however i do want to ask a couple of questions because i think there are some key distinctions here uh when with the premium version you can develop locally and then you can deploy directly to your hosting environment right yes that's correct or if you really know what you're doing what you should be doing is developing locally and then deploying to a staging environment that is correct to yes. test and before you yep. deploy live um uh and also tell me about the blueprints for automated wordpress configurations those are really, really cool um there's a lot of different things you can do with blueprints i'm sorry <clears throat> with desktop server and i think some of the neatest ones i've seen are just like the ability to quickly spin up your sites and have all, all of your admin settings so if every time that you do a wordpress install you have to go back through those general settings you know what is the what's the email what's you know do you want it hidden from a search engine blah 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 um you can actually set a blueprint that has all of that stuff in there so every time you set up a website in your local environment which will then carry over to your staging site. All of those settings are done. You don't have to spend five or 10 minutes going through the tedious work. I know it's only five or 10 minutes, but when you're developing, you know, some of these developers are doing 20, 30 projects a week mm. and, you know, it's just time consuming. Carrie Deals actually has a really great um, blog post about, you know, the benefits of using the blueprints and how to build the blueprint really quickly. She actually takes you step-by-step step how to do it. And she's done something brilliant that I would like to see other developers do with one of her studio, um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but we could look it up. One of her themes, she's actually bundled a desktop server blueprint with it. So when you, you it, all the work is done for you. She's included that with her premium theme. And uh, we get a lot of, comp, you know, we get a lot of props from customers. We just, we're so happy that this was ready to go. Um, that would be good if other developers are developing themes and their desktop server, you know, users already, you know, Carrie's got a great use case for sort of leveraging her desktop server premium membership. I mean, if she sells two or three premium, you know, two or three premium themes and she's got that desktop server blueprint in there, she's basically paid for her year's membership. Beautiful. To desktop yeah. server. Yeah. I'm going to put smart. a link to that. It's called working with desktop server blueprints. Oh, cool. Uh, by Carrie Dills. I'm going to put a link to that. There's a video demo there. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, and uh, I think I'm going to get myself a copy of Desktop Server because I'm always logging into sandboxes and playing and breaking stuff. And then my business partner oh. and my team are always slapping me. <laughs> so, because um, really, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, we've all got a lizard brain, right? And mine is out of control. Like my, And I've just realized over the years, right, not to fight the lizard brain, my lizard brain just needs feeding every now and then, which means... Every now and then, I need to go and get the latest BuddyPress plugin and install it and see how it works just to satisfy my lizard brain. And I generally do that online and break things, and then my whole team uh, slaps me hard. So if I could just do that yeah. offline, like on an airplane, that would be perfect. There you go. Well, just um, 
side note, just email Greg and we'll get you set up with one. No big deal. Sweet. Lovely. Uh, thank you very much. Um, now, we should uh, do the elevation round because um, that's, you know, part of the the uh, podcast is our lightning round. For those that don't know, WP Elevation is a business accelerator program for WordPress consultants. So I'm going to ask Sarah a series of quick questions here and she's going to give us a series of quick answers off the top of her head. Ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. All right. What is the number one thing any freelancer or consultant needs to know? Manage your time. Nice. Manage it. Do you have a favourite tool that you use to manage your time? Like, do you, do you like use a Harvest or a Toggle or something? Nope, I use a handwritten uh, to-do list every day. That's broken down. I, I love actually it. use Franklin Planner's old method of managing time. That's how I do it. I love old it. School. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes as well because um, I have, you know, about six months ago, I went back to having a great big old notebook, uh, full yep. size notebook next to my next to me, and I just write stuff down all day. You know what? You actually remember it when you physically write it down. Correct. Um, versus type it into. I'm sorry. It's just how my brain. I mean, we're old. You yeah. know, it's how our brains work. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to put school. a link to that to the Franklin Planner in the show notes. Um, uh, question number two: What's the best thing you've ever done to find new customers? Twitter campaigns. Nice. Yep. Twitter cards are awesome. Um, they're very affordable, very effective. You can segment your market really quickly. Twitter campaigns are awesome for finding, you know, inbound leads. It's a great wow. tool. So actual, yep. actual like sponsored tweets. Yeah. Go into Twitter, go to ads, create some, put some, go to ads, then creatives, create your creative, then go to ads, build your ad segment your market it they provide so much information for you it's crazy wow. and then start running your campaigns i've never spent over 100 bucks on a twitter campaign and the roi has been ridiculous i've never so. we've, we have run facebook ads like you wouldn't believe we've spent more money on facebook ads than i care to think but i've never run and it's been quite successful for us but i've never run a twitter campaign there you go oh. i'm going to put that on the to-do list um how do you stop competing on price Absolutely stop comparing yourself to others. Yes. I love it. Um, Absolutely. Any, any tips on writing better proposals? Take your time, be thorough, and actually spend time with your clients in what I call scoping discovery. Charge mm. for it. Don't charge for it. Whatever you want to do, take your time and be thorough. Awesome. I love it. I'm a, by the way, a side note, I'm a big fan of charging for discovery. <laughs> I am too. Not all, not all of your small, your small business clients won't Correct. always be able to afford that. You are building a relationship. You sometimes with small business will have to give a little to get a little, which will turn into longevity. So there's, you know, there's some trade-offs there, but you know, with discernment, um, you know, you're not going to give uh, Microsoft.com some free scoping but you might want to give the mom and pop down the street who just, they just don't have a clue. Correct. You know? so, so here's so. an idea to leverage. If you are doing free discovery sessions, here's an idea to leverage it. What I do is say to the client, listen, I'm not going to publish specifics, but if we do this discovery workshop, I want to be able to document it and then I want to be able to blog about it and what I've learned Perfect. through the process, mm -hmm. but I won't actually publish any specifics or your company name, but I do want to blog about it so that I can learn and that I can position myself as, you know, someone who knows what Perfect. they're doing. So leverage, leverage. Um, any uh, favorite tool or system for CRM? Um, so Cindy and I are just getting started with this, but we love the team behind the Yuku people, which is a plugin for WordPress, and it's something we're going to be exploring this fall. How do you spell Yuku? It's U-K-U-U -U -U people. I could have said that wrong, but it's a great team. They're at a lot of WordCamps. They're wonderful. And it's a new CRM tool for people oh, who yes. love working in WordPress. I have yeah. seen this. I've seen this, actually. Really, right. I just want one of their T-shirts. So if they want to send me a T-shirt, <laughs> I would wear it because it says we love humans or I am human or something really awesome across the front. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. Uh, That's you, great marketing. You cool people. Um, please send uh, Sarah Pressler a T-shirt. <laughs> um, get her on Twitter and get her details and send her a T-shirt. Um, uh, next question. Any ideas for getting referrals from existing customers? Ask for them. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> hey, we really enjoyed working with you. We've had a great time. Um, love what we did with your project. Uh, we know you're happy. Only if they are happy. Of course, if you've totally blown it, don't ask them for referral. But, you know, <laughs> love it. by the way, we'd love to have a referral. Referrals are our favorite source of um, compliments. And let us know if you have any friends that need, you know, help with their online presence. We'd love to reach out to them and, and help them out. And, like you know, it, it works. I like Polite. it. I and it's positive and it's reaffirming, so it's cool. Works. 
Very good. And final question in the elevation round. What is the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself? Specialise. Specialise, specialise and specialise. So true. Um, Hey, where I live at the moment, it is the 16th of July. It's Thursday. It is 11.47am and a couple of hours ago we published an episode on our podcast featuring Seth Godin and uh, Christina Romero, who is one of our WP Elevation members. And I reached out to Seth and said, hey, yes, I want to get you on my podcast. Yes, I've interviewed Guy Kawasaki. And yes, I'm dropping names to impress you. But no, (laughs) I actually did say that. Um, But no, I don't want to interview you on my podcast. I want to challenge you to come on and talk to one of our members about some specific challenges that she's having. And he said, okay, I'll do it. I'm in. And I almost fell off my chair. And um, this is the third time I've reached out to him, by the way. and so anyway, the takeaway for me really is he quoted his friend, uh, his, uh, his uh, uh, late friend Zig Ziglar, who uh, said, um, you know, the idea is to become a, uh, a meaningful, specific rather than a wandering generality. I love that. I That's love it. so true. It's so yeah. good, isn't it? So true. So um, I think there's something in that for all of us. Hey, thank you for getting us through the Elevation Round. Hey, what is the future for Optimalist and Codebrain and Sarah Pressler? Where do you think you'll be in 12 months' time? What will you be doing and what would that look like? The goal is for us to t- just completely retire and move to Fiji. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> hey, Fiji, Fiji's so, pretty close to us. If you I come know, to Fiji, so, let me know. I'll come over. Okay. So I just want to thank everybody in advance for, you know, <laughs> their support this next year. We're going to finish building Optimalist. Um, ServerPress is going to roll out some really amazing projects, products really in the next 12 months. Um, actually, I'm actually working on another project with a friend to launch a business called AliPress, Ali.press. It's the accessibility themes for WordPress. Nice. Um, and so we're going to launch that sometime in January. We've got a couple of themes in the work um, and grow, grow uh, CodeBrain Media. So a lot of different things going on, but it's fun. I like to be busy. So beautiful. I'm, Got it. Beautiful. I love it. I should announce the competition. Uh, that's right. Sarah is giving away a um, sponsoring a uh, year premium version of desktop server, which is valued at ninety nine dollars and ninety five cents US. So that's about eight thousand Australian dollars these days. Um, <laughs> In order to enter the competition, I love this question. Sarah sent through this question uh, in advance. What Sarah would like to know is, who is the number one person that you would nominate for a WordPress Leadership Award? Tell us why that's the question that you want answered, Sarah. Um, we need to focus on the positive. There's enough, you know, there's enough stuff in our lives that it's negative and dragging you down. Think about the people that have influenced you, that have made a difference in your life, and you know what? You need to give them a shout out. Hey, mm. I would nominate. I would nominate Paul Clark for that mm. award. You know, who would you nominate? Who's been the most influential? That's a really good question. You know what? I would probably nominate Corey Miller from iThemes. Yep. Yes. He I, he was the first person I saw speak at Pressnomics, and he floored me. I to, Still to this day, I get goosebumps and I shiver when I think about his yeah. presentation. He is just one of the most authentic, genuine, down-to-earth people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting and um, he and his wife, Lindsay, just they were just so lovely when I met them. And I've, I've continued to keep in touch with Corey. And he has a lot of great things to say. Not all of them about WordPress. He just, I, I just love his whole um, transparency and the way that he talks about mm-hmm. uh, his self-care and his mental health. Um, I, I've got so much yeah. time for Corey Miller. So I would nominate I, Corey he, Miller. He's pretty awesome. You know, yeah. we were the first company I worked for was a, you know, WordPress company. We were I think it was an iThemes based company. It's uh-huh. all Danielle really did was iThemes development. Mm. My first WordCamp 2013, Corey Miller, um, I don't remember if he was the, you know, keynote or not, but he gave his first talk. The first time I heard him talk, he said it was about mental health. It was about depression mm. and the need for counseling and don't mm. be afraid of mm. it and I was like That is so cool. I want to be involved in this community. Yeah, totally. uh, Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm with you. The first talk he gave at Pressnomics that I saw was all about telling your own story and and not Mm -hmm. worrying about what everyone else is saying because that's their story. You just focus on telling your story. Um, And then when I had him on the podcast way back when, he was very open about the fact that he and his wife see a counsellor on a semi-regular basis. He said it's like tuning the car. Like, exactly. why would you drive a car for two years and not service yeah. it? He said, we go and get serviced every now and then just to make sure that, you know, we're on track. And I just I love, love it. I love the fact that he's willing to talk about it because, I mean, my wife's a psychologist, so I'm pretty comfortable talking about mental health anyway. But so many people don't like talking about it because there's this stigma and it's a bit of a taboo topic. And I actually just think the I more we talk yeah. about it, 
the, the easier it gets to talk about. I think that resonated with me too. I was going through a divorce when I went through, uh, when I went to my first work camp and total transformation time in your life when you, I mean, I was married 18 years, went through a divorce. And, um, I, I mean, that's one of the things that stuck with me was he was willing to get in front of the crowd and say, yeah, I see a counselor. We go often. It's very important. Mm. And I, I love the transparency that, that Corey brings to the table. I'm like that. I'll pretty much tell you anything you want to know. I've seen a counselor for 10 years. Mm. You know, we, my kids go to counseling on a regular basis. There's mm. not, there's no shame in having somebody who's a, an advocate for you, listen to you and hold you accountable to the things that that you know you're trying to work on. Humans mm. are messy. Being an adult is hard. You don't <laughs> want to always just dump everything on everyone close to you. It's not fair. You know, if you're paying someone to listen to all of your, you know, drama yeah. and they'll give you good feedback and help you stay on track, that's, I think it's yeah. awesome. It's a great, inv- it's a go. fantastic investment. I mean, I've I been agree. quite public in the past. I've seen therapists in the past for, you know, a year or two at a time. Um, mm-hmm. Now I tend to spend a lot of time with my personal trainer in the gym. Uh, that's kind of my form of therapy these days. But I I have sat on the couch for many 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 a, a, a year on end and uh, worked through you know my baggage and worked through my issues. And I'm definitely a better person as a result. Um, and you, you're right, you hit the nail on the head. Life is messy, and being an adult is hard. And uh, and I think it's um, a, a matter of personal responsibility to actually mm. take the reins and look after yourself. And I think it's all it's all part of self care. I agree. So I couldn't agree more. I agree. Awesome. Hey, um, so the question this week is, who would you nominate for a WordPress Leadership Award? I'm really looking forward to seeing who gets nominated. Leave your comment underneath the episode of this podcast, which is at wpelevation.com slash Sarah Pressler. That is S-A-R-A-H-P-R-E-S-L-E-R. Is that right? That's correct. Perfect. All one word, all lowercase, no underscores. Uh, spaces, hyphens, tildes, or other hieroglyphics. It is just all one word. Uh, com slash Sarah Pressler, where we have talked about popping your cherry, broken hymens, and mental health. Oh Fantastic. What a great episode. Uh, um, it's been awesome. I've, I've had so much fun having you on the podcast, and I'm, I'm super, super glad that we managed to get you on the podcast before we change formats, which we are doing in a few weeks, but more on that uh, a little bit later. Hey, just before we wrap up, where can people reach out and say thank you? Twitter, I'm always there, always. Beautiful. Sounds a little stalkish, but I'm always on Twitter. It's my, it's my, I, you know, work at home. It's how I connect with people. So totally. yeah, just Sarah Pressler on Twitter. They can find me. Lovely. Love to connect. And now this is kind of a mute point because we are full up um, on the WP Elevation podcast and we will be doing something different with a slightly different format. There's probably, I think this is episode 90. Eight. I think this is episode 98 and I think there are three episodes to go and then we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, so this is kind of a mute point, but I'm interested anyway. Who would you like me to try and interview and why? Um, I would try, if I were you, I'd try to interview Paul Clark. He is, um, I told you earlier, the biggest influencer on my WordPress career. Um, he is an all-around super interesting guy. You and I think you and he would click, and he is just amazing. He's an amazing young man. He's going to do just He's already done incredible things. He's going to continue to blow us out of the water. All so. right. Uh, he is PD Clark on Twitter. Uh, Paul Clark. It's also pdclark.com. Is that right? Is that that's the that's man? Correct. Right. Okay. That's well, Paul Clark. That's in some way, shape, or form, I'm going to reach out and connect with you, courtesy of Sarah Pressler. So keep your eyes on Twitter or the inbox, and we will definitely get connected. Sarah Pressler, cool. thank you very much for spending some time with us on the WP Elevation podcast. I really appreciate it. I know our listeners will as well, and uh, I look forward to seeing how things unfold with Optimalist and Codebrain. And please, please keep in touch, and I look forward to continuing the conversation in the Recurring Revenue Roadmap Facebook group. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Troy. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome, and um, I'm glad that you are no longer a podcast virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Oh, you're welcome. Have a good day. Well, I hope you enjoyed that very adults-only version of the WP Elevation podcast as much as I did. I had a great time chatting with Sarah. Make sure you get on over to wpelevation.com slash Sarah Pressler. That's S-A-R-A-H-P-R-E-S-S-L-E-R. 
And, and check that out. She has Press in her last name. Sarah Pressler. WordPress. Sarah Pressler. She was meant for it. That is WPElevation.com slash Sarah Pressler. S-A-R-A-H. P-R-E-S-S-L-E-R and leave your comment under the video, uh, sorry, under the uh, podcast to enter that uh, competition and you could win a premium license of the desktop server uh, product from ServerPress. Uh, of course, get on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a review if you like what we're doing and get on over to WPElevation.com and enrol in the new WP Elevation Blueprint WordPress Consulting course while you can. Enrolments are open until the 9th of September and then we are closing the doors. So if you want to up your game and improve your business as a WordPress consultant, now is the time to enrol. Next week, we have a very, very special episode of the podcast. We go deep into one of our WP Elevation members' businesses, Seamus Anthony from Melbourne, and we team up with John Warrillow, the author of The Automatic Customer and Built to Sell, and uh, we ask him all about recurring revenue. I hope you can join us then. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate. Go Elevate.